0: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of the All Things Georgia call-in show presented by UGA Sports.com. I'm your host, Paul Meharry. Joined alongside me, as always, Eddie from the A, and we're not talking Atlanta. We're talking Ackworth and Andy Stowe. We've got a great, great uh, special guest here from 6A The Fan. It's the home team, Brandon Leak. You hear him uh, just about every day, 6 to 10 in the morning. Uh, So on 6A The Fan, can't miss him. I don't want to put you on the spot, home team, but I think you kind of run that show. I'm not gonna, you know, I- <laughs> that's a bit strong. That 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 that's a bit strong. Uh, we have uh,
1: five strong personalities, and somebody just has to be the traffic cop. So yep. I would not say I'm in charge. I am not the leader. And I am not the person who runs the show. I make sure that the uh, frivolity is there as
2: much as it can be, and the foolishness is kept to the right appropriate levels. You know what that's I found amazing about that right off the bat? Paul Meharry's lips become the shape of your ass. That's what is <laughs> happening. Right no,
0: now. that's amazing. No, no, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what happens. We've had we've had John Michaels on the show. I didn't tell him he ran the show. I've I've, I've done plenty of shows with John Michaels. <laughs> that's a good saying. point. You did not <laughs> I'm say saying. that. That's right. No, um, but no, so. So guys, this show is a little bit different than all of our other ones here on the UGA Sports uh, Network. We talk about all things Georgia. You've got Georgia football, you've got Atlanta Falcons, you've got the Atlanta Braves. So tune in with us. We would love having you here on this Sunday night. Let us know where you're watching from. We'll put it up on the screen. We'll let you know. And then if you have any questions, guys, those questions help this show move along because if we rely on questions from me, I got extremely drunk last night for the first time in years. At my, uh, I was the best man at my buddy's wedding. It's been a rough day, guys. So the questions here, they're gonna have to flow from Andy and, and, and Couldn't Eddie. Even
2: respond to texts. I mean, that's Not, how. That's how. Bad. I, was I thought, he was, I thought, thought he was dead. Yeah, I thought he was dead. I think know. I, I was,
0: thought I was too. Worry. I thought I was too. I mean, yeah. I, hey man, you work, you work hard. You need to play hard every now and then. Thank you.
3: Thank well, we you, were man. talking about stuff, and so I sent Eddie a direct text. I was like, "I think Paul's probably still asleep," and he was like, "You think he's okay?" I was like, "I'm sure he's fine." So, I especially I definitely Mike was,
2: Tyson and his tiger—that's what he was doing. I, de- <laughs> I
0: definitely was still asleep, guys, yeah. uh, when you texted that this morning. So um, let's start off with this Georgia Bulldogs though transfer portal portal season uh, is is up to uh, no good for for georgia right now i mean they've got you know, the list is above double digits now you've got the backup quarterback brock vandergriff a big name in there You lost Darius smith earlier on in the uh, couple weeks before the season but he was going to play a big role moving forward austin blasky offensive lineman was projected to probably start next year Nylon green five-star corner gone Xavier Sori played big time reps at linebacker for georgia in the sc championship game he's gone zine haynes a freshman wide receiver who Georgia really, really wanted to keep. He's yeah. gone. Uh, so, guys, I want to kind of pose this question to you, but is portal season more fun than the recruiting cycle now? Home team, I'll ask you first. Well, it's more
1: interesting, and I think uh, it's going to go hand-in-hand hand now moving forward with uh, championship weekend. After you find out who the champions of the conferences are, moving next year in the 12-team playoff who's going to be in the playoff, the next media thing you're going to start looking at and start paying attention to is uh, the portal. Who's in, who's out, who's playing in a bowl game, who's not, Uh, who's leaving, why should they be leaving? So I think it'll be its its own second entity um, when the portal opens back up or right before it closes uh, once again. So I think it's very interesting. When you see with the Georgia Bulldogs, you know, all those names, the one that surprised me the most was uh, Makai Muse. I just thought, you know, obviously – he is a wide receiver, and so I'm just assuming he wants to go somewhere and get some more yards and be a bigger part of an offense. But, man, um, you can have a big role returning kicks and punts and, and getting in on some sweeps and some you know, offensive plays, albeit few, moving forward in the Georgia program with the, the setup they have. I, that was the one that was the biggest Biggest head-scratcher to me overall. I could see Vandergriff not sticking around for yeah. a long time, and I think that any top-five, top-tier program is just going
0: to have to deal with that. Your backup quarterback is always subject to go.
2: Sure.
0: Yeah, what did what you guys who's – the, who's the big surprise? Muse is a great one. I like that home team because I thought he had kind of niched out a role for himself with one of the top-five teams, you know, and I guess he wants to go be that star wide receiver at a smaller school. Uh, but he, he's almost a, a niche type player to where I don't know if you're going to get 80 targets in a season. Uh, if he does more power to him, he did great for Georgia. Um, he's, he's been in some interviews, uh, great kid. So, you know, more power to him, but I think this was probably the wrong, wrong move for him. Now there's some guys on this list that yes, this, this move made sense. Muse was one I didn't think made sense. Any other names so far for Georgia that uh,
3: you, you didn't like to see in there? I think Austin Blasky. That, to me, that's to me. That's the head-scratcher. And, and I'll say about news like, I, there's a lot of, like, rumors or so that he may go up compared to Fran Brown. So that kind of makes sense. Um, but I, I think Austin Blasky is the biggest head-scratcher to me because I thought he was, you know, earlier in the – you know, I guess in um, spring practice earlier, they were saying, can't keep the guy off the field. And now he's gone. So that was the biggest head-scratcher. But Zed Haynes, he was returning punts in the SEC championship game. So he returned that, that was, that was
0: Anthony Evans. That was Anthony. Yeah, that Evans.
3: was Anthony Evans. And it, yes. I, so I yeah. You. But um but yeah, so like I don't know I but um I think I think the Austin Blasky punt, or the Austin Blasky transfers the head scratcher to me because I thought he was going to be a starter. I mean, he was potentially the starter at center this <laughs> coming up here. So
2: What about you Eddie? Well, you say home team Brandon Leak, you say Makai Muse, but Makai Muse to me was a G Day star. That's what he was. I mean, okay. he shined on G-Day. he did great
0: all season.
2: What are you what talking did he about? What do you do? What did he do you do? He fielded he, he he made some fair catches at the five yard line. That's yeah. not good. You can't be doing that. Sorry. I, I have I have literally zero problem with Makai Muse leaving because of the way he fielded some punts. I, I didn't like what he did.
3: I'm with I Eddie. He, I think he, he scary. He, he
2: bobbled the ball a lot. He was scary back there. He didn't make good decisions. You got to make good decisions.
0: He had a punt return for a touchdown. He had 13 catches. Wait, wait, wait. When, when was the punt return? For, who
2: was that against? Ball State. Okay, great. Ball State. Yeah, fantastic.
0: That's a G Day
2: game. That's what that oh, is. Sorry. God. That's what that is. I I really don't have home a problem team. with that.
0: this. Is this is every week home team? He just he's he's the old man. He likes he's on the clouds and he just he just like stirs have I shit. it. everything Just have starts, I, just stirs it up.
2: Okay. Do you think people tune in to listen to us all agree with each other? Do you think that's what they want to see?
3: But but to do it unnecessarily is crazy. I, I, <laughs> I'm I, with that it, either. I agree. Yeah, I it, I just okay, there you go. I don't I mean, think I don't please please think please. he's bringing. I don't think Muse brings a lot. I, I, he was shifty and like he's he's lighting in the bottle, but he's also he's scary, man. Like I don't know. He just
2: every time he fielded a punt, it was you were scary. you exactly death. Right. right. He mm-hmm. bobbled him. He caught him at the five and fair. He that play, guys. Let's go back to it. That yeah. play where we fumbled on the five, we were on the five because of Muse. You're supposed to put your feet on the 10, and if it goes over your head, you let it go. And he fair caught that at the five, and he'd done that numerous times this year. But I, I'm with Andy. I mean, I, it's easy to say Austin Blasky. To me, that one bothers me because Cedric Van Pran is gone. Absolute legend at center, and Blasky yeah. was the next center coming in. And I don't understand why he left because he was slotted – To play center, that was well. Jared Wilson. Jared Wilson's
3: probably was already going to be the starter, but again, Blasky. I don't know. Maybe it's just because Blasky knew he wasn't going to win the job, but I don't know. He could play every position. Xavier Story's name is in there. You know, that's a little bit of a head scratcher. Any
1: defensive player. Uh, All you have to do is just, uh, you know, Google Kirby Smart and players that go to the NFL. You would rather stick around no matter what your situation is. Back to McCommie, just for a a millisecond. Please do. Nobody expects the man to be Todd Gurley every time you put him out there. This was his first year in getting those – duties as a returner, and he walked on. So when you saw the threat, you can say, you're right, Eddie, about you know what he did with some of the fair catches, but the threat that he, he 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 posed every time he was out there, certainly coordinators and coaches were looking out for him to make sure that this guy didn't have the one play that would totally flip the field or totally make the game over when the Bulldogs had the ball. Back to the other guy, David Story, um, you know – I'm more interested in the reasoning why. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But as a fan, I would like to know the why. Why are you leaving? What was it? Was it playing time? Was it a coach? Was it coaching? Uh, what was it, I think, dissatisfactory? I think, I think you mentioned all of them on that one. Home team. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why are you leaving the Georgia program that lost by three in a championship game to Alabama?
2: Do That's we ever guys in the ever, NFL like crazy? We ever really know that though, Paul. I mean, honestly, do we ever even hear that? It's just kind of it doesn't, it, it never, it, it
0: never, it never makes its way to the surface. Yeah. There's always yeah. back channel stuff on all these guys, but you never f- truly find out why a guy leaves. I mean, the, the reason home team said, you know, coaches playing time. I know playing time was a big thing for sorry. I think he thought that he should have been on the field more than he was. Um, which was weird to me because he got on the field so much in the championship game and wasn't mm-hmm. out there pretty mm-hmm. much throughout the whole season. Uh, yeah, so cool. I think it was another you know thing that they were trying to get smart and get cute and get him out there and maybe throw Saban off, and it didn't quite work. But uh, Beyond Creative says um, Muse is like Novocaine, uh, but, when off, effective, yeah. Yeah, effective, but when it wears off, I guess that's effective. Like effective, yeah, effective. But when it wears effective. off,
3: effective is a good uh, word.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, the big good. thing here, though, guys, uh, is. I find myself, and I don't know if this is kind of the question I'll pose to you guys. I find myself following, and I know I work for a recruiting site, and I have to follow recruiting, but the recruiting cycle just doesn't seem as fun as the portal cycle does. Now, I see myself finding myself in the portal cycle more often, like really following the news, because it's just such big names that have already made Mm -hmm. their case on the college stage. And I like that the portal's open. For a guy like Makai Muse, if he wants to go get some money, he's not probably going to make the NFL, right, guys? And never say never, but he can go make a little bit of money, go play somewhere else. Uh, I don't like it because of the fact that you have like Dylan Gabriel who can just jump from school to school and go from Oklahoma, and now he goes to Oregon. I'm not a fan of it in that way. But I do find myself following it just – way more than i do recruiting and and dogfather has a point the recruiting cycle is almost a wrap and georgia wrapped up their class you know in june and july so there hasn't been a ton of you know movement in that this transfer portal stuff though it's, it's quite interesting and for teams like georgia though they lose so many guys they never get back the same return on the guys that they lose they might get six or seven guys this portal transfer season they've already lost 13 or 14 and that number is probably going to go up a little bit more where do you find yourself? Uh, are you like combing the news constantly for this portal stuff like I am? Or or is it just you know it, it, big guys jump in and it's no big deal? I see the I see
1: recruiting now. I'm making a it try to make as close of, of an equivalency to college football to the NFL now because that's where we're going we're talking about NIL, yeah. NIL and amounts of okay. money. But I look at recruiting as the draft and I look at the transfer portal as free agency. You kind of hear about guys in recruiting. And so you're hopeful about what they can do and bring to the program. A person that transfers, you've seen them, or at least you have hope of what they could improve upon, or if they weren't good, uh, how they could get better. And then you can see what they can do for the next program. If you're one of the teams that's losing a player, well, he was okay. We can get by. Oh, oh my God, is my backup quarterback. We could be in trouble. So I think there's more of an attachment and emotion when it comes to the transfer portal now because you have like had that. some connection with the player as to where it used to be. The whole connection was waiting to see how the guy. Who was recruited was going to turn out. Now you've at least seen something for at least a year, and now you're either mad at the guy for leaving, you know, hurtful that the guy is leaving, or you're happy that the guy is leaving. If you're, you know, fans of Kyle McCord up there at Ohio State, way. they <laughs> nice. seem to treat the guy. So it's just more of an emotional attachment to me, and more akin to NFL free agency, the way that the portal has pulled on on emotions.
3: Like well, a that. lot of that in recruiting, you know, they don't get to the school. So even though they may have been committed to your school and they flip, they weren't there. But you got a guy that's worn the G for a year or two years and then he says, screw it, I'm out. So yeah, there is that emotional attachment. It is like the it's, it's the Georgia, you're a part of it and it's not anymore. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That's That's kind of how I look at it as well. But what about the
0: guys coming in, Eddie, that left their school and now they're now Dominic Lovett is wearing the G and you love them, right? So yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. a
2: two, well, 2 two-way road. Yeah, it's a two-way street. And and by the way, Dominic Lovett and Rock can both come back next year, right? Am I wrong? They probably about will. That? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, back, yeah. I, I would think that they would. And we're early in this, guys. We're looking at it, Paul. You're looking at it almost negatively, like, oh my God, Georgia's lost all these players. No, No, I mean, that's the way you started it and that's fine. That's where we are right now. I'm not (laughs) knocking you. That's the way it is right now. But we got to look at this thing in totality come six months from now. What did Kirby get back? What What came in? And we're just starting that process. London Humphreys coming in from Vanderbilt. The kid looks like a stud. It may be the next Ladd McConkie. You don't know, you know, and, and there's other guys that are coming in. This kid from South Carolina, this defensive lineman, I can't say his name, I'm not even gonna try, but he may be coming on board. So
0: it's Xavier it's, McLeod. Yeah, so yeah, there you go.
2: There you go. So it's it's kind of unwritten at this point. We don't know what's gonna happen yet.
0: It's panic hey, plus-
2: time now, if you look at it right now, but overall I think we'll be fine.
3: It's fun. I saw someone mention Trevor Etienne. Like, it's like, what yep. if we get Florida Gators' best player? You know, they right. only have a couple of good players, and we take them. That's to me, it's great because I like to say, yeah, your team sucks so bad. He wanted to come play for a winner, and mm-hmm. so it's like Florida's the AAA, and we're the big league, and so they we let him go down there and. Play for a year and get good. Lose seven, picks. lose
2: seven times three years in a row, and then come up here and win. And they come right. to the
3: big leagues and go win a Natty. So, and right. plus Darian Darian Kendrick, we got him, and he was a huge part right. of the national championship two years ago. So.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, you, you You also have folks like Dog85 here, uh, home team. It says uh, it is sad to me that after two years in Georgia, you not share the loyalty and love that I did as a kid. I think it's a little different. Right. Home team. It's it, this. This is all about the Benjamins That's at right. this point. Right.
1: It, it's just a different world. And, you know, what college football was. I don't know what year it was. I don't know what TV deal it was. I don't know. Where it changed, but somewhere in the last twelve to fifteen years, it it has changed, and it used to be an extension of the university. And look, you don't you don't have to attend the University of Georgia to be a fan. Clearly, one of the best fan bases, you know, in all of sports, has a gaggle of fans who did not attend the university. But the way it was designed, it was supposed to be a part of the universities ability to entertain the fan base then it started growing then it went to radio then it goes to tv but at some point it's changed and it is hard when somebody is all in with their emotions and they want once you get recruited and you've had some wins and helped the team and the program win to stick around but unfortunately like a lot of things in this world that used to be if you want to say pure and unadulterated by money this has become a business and Mm -hmm. kids have four or five years to see if they can make it to the NFL. Everybody thinks they're going to the NFL and those that are special have to do what they feel is best. Now, what we see, what our opinions are sometimes don't jive with that, but I, I completely understand a fan who just says, Hey, why, why would you leave us now? Aren't you one of us? Hadn't you been through the recruiting cycle and then you made your choice to come to UGA and you didn't stay I get that, but I think the best advice I can give them is love them while they're here. Love them while you see them, love them for a season or two, however long, because you never know at the end of any year, they could be out of here.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you know, I I, th- I like how you attributed it to NFL free agency because I think that's kind of unfortunately where it's going. Eventually they're gonna have to rein this in, I think. And once we get rid of the COVID years, which I, I read somewhere it's not till 2026. Because like, 26? It, it, yeah, yeah. So it started oh in 2020. Gosh. But like, if you have uh, a red shirt year, you have a grad transfer year, and you have a COVID year, you could potentially see that COVID year still come into effect gosh. until 2026. So we still have like three more seasons of that being a thing. And until that gets reined in, uh, and you you have all these transfers, like, you're going to continue to see guys jump from school to school to school. Now, what if if you got to jump from one school to the next because the coaches left, things like that? I get it. Or if you see opportunity, you know, at a different school that that you're just not getting at that school. I'm never going to knock a kid for saying, "Hey, man, I really love the University of Georgia. I'm going to commit to the University of Georgia." And you get there, and heck, you might be in the inside linebackers room, and you just don't jive with those guys. Like yeah. you're the outsider, whereas you know you're a you're a cool guy. And then you head over to Florida State and all those guys in there you're cool with and and you like the coach. And, you know, I'm not going to
3: hate you for that. Or what it, if the coach tells you you're not playing and yeah. they tell you to transfer and you go to a little community college and, hey, who knows? You come back and win two national championships. <clears throat> you never I mean, that's Stetson right. was told many times by Kirby Smart and his staff. He wasn't going to play. So this is a great one from uh Caleb DG
0: he says fans are quick to judge, but if someone was offering life saving money to them, they'd switch up quick. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of money getting thrown around out here, guys. I mean, I've heard of backup receivers getting 6k a month to transfer. I guy. mean, it, it's, it's good, pretty good money for a college kid. Yeah. That's what I was getting ready to say. It's kind of changed a little
2: bit in the fact that a few years ago, it was NFL or bust. That's where you mm-hmm. were. Okay. Yeah. Now it's, Hey, I'm probably not going to make the NFL, but I can take advantage of this NIL and I'm not getting paid here. I'm going to go to Vanderbilt for three years and get paid in NIL. That's that's my cap right there. Right. Right. You understand what I'm getting at? So it's changed a little bit for the way these players think, I think, Uh, because they're I mean, how many make the NFL? What is it? I don't know. 256
0: like a year, right? Something yeah. Like well, I don't know what the percent is. It's very, then very you have low. The, yeah. that get drafted. I don't know. It's right. 32 right. times it's, seven. It's ridiculously low.
2: That. Right. But they can capitalize in college now. So they're moving around to try to make those NIL deals.
1: And there's a reverse serve to that too. Just take, for example, uh, Drake may, if Drake may, thought he could get better run, better pub, or better positioning. Not that he would, but just say he could, leaving North Carolina and going to Alabama because there'd been more money. But he really likes Mac Brown. He really likes his teammates. He really likes playing in Chapel Hill. If they have a good collective, and maybe it won't be the gazillions he would get at Alabama, but it's not nothing, you know what? You keep a guy like that because you have a war chest to keep somebody who might get more going somewhere else. But if you could just give him something that mm-hmm. can keep him happy, you know, that could, you know, even out some of this, this, this guy, these guys jumping. So I, I, you have to look at it, unfortunately, like a business. A lot mm-hmm. of us who've grown up in the South, it's passionate. It's about who you are. It's a part of what you do on Saturdays and a part of your lifestyle. It's a business now. And right. I'm not going to tell any kid, everybody's situation is different. Shadur Sanders, He's rich. Marvin Harrison Jr., he grew up rich. Everybody doesn't grow up like that. So if somebody can change your life or some business or some collective or some NIL deal, NIL deal or some other program could change your life, I'm all for life-changing opportunities for anybody. And that goes vice versa. Come on to Georgia, Trevor ETN. Hope you in Georgia stay in the swamp, but come on to, come on to Georgia. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So you can take from people, too.
0: Yeah. 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 It's always a give and a take. Uh Right now, like Eddie said, it's a it's very much a give right now. It's giving season in Georgia. Trust me, though. Kirby will be taking his yep. and getting yes. his back there. He is. Uh, if there's one thing, Kirby's probably the best at in the nation is roster management. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah. there's there's no reason to doubt that he will bring back uh, just as many guys as we see on this board leaving, coming back in. And you'll be like, damn. All right, well, we upgraded that. We upgraded this. Maybe this is a toss, but most of these are upgrades. Um, moving forward, though, let's switch topics here. There are also given takes in the Atlanta Falcons.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Before, before <laughs> we get to that shit show, I got to ask Brandon a, a question. I, I got to ask this question. A, do you believe with the final four that were put in the college football oh, playoffs? we're doing this? Yes, I want to know this because I want to know Brandon's perspective. A, did he agree with it? And B, what did you hear from your listeners, the people you interact with Twitter? What did what was their feeling about the Final Four? I got. No, to I don't, first.
1: I don't agree with it because <laughs> it's hypocrisy all over the place. If it's supposed to be the four best teams. Four best, meaning that there is some subjectivity, but the four best, you cannot say that Georgia losing one game on a neutral field by three points in a game that came down to the final few minutes now makes them the sixth best team in college football or drops them out of the playoffs. So they do not automatically become not one of the best teams. The flip side where everybody was focused was Florida State, who won all of their games, had no question about where they should fall if they win a game, fell after they went undefeated as a power five, the first time we have seen an undefeated power five not make it. So, no, Eddie, to answer your question, I didn't agree with it. Um, but then you get into the minutia of the politics. Well, who's, your, if, who's
2: your final four then, Brandon?
1: I would have said uh, you have to put in Washington. You have to put in um Alabama you have to put in Georgia and you have to put in Florida State sorry I know Texas beat Alabama Texas
2: beat Alabama they're out sorry. What, about
1: Michigan? what about Michigan
2: yeah what about Michigan
1: I got big Ten hate <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not perfect At I'm not permitted least you admit yeah I'm not perfect but the point is somebody has to be out so if you go Michigan and Washington as your two automatics then who are the two Georgia and Alabama? That ain't right. Do you go uh, Alabama and Florida State? Well, that ain't right. Uh, Do you go Georgia and Florida State? Alabama's saying, that ain't right. So it becomes down to what I just did. It's your opinion. It it became an opinion. I think the one thing that happened is we got cheated one year too late, that if we had the 12-team playoff this year, even if Georgia and Florida State didn't get the seating they wanted, then at least we could still have it worked out on the field. And we're not going to get it worked out on the field. So, Eddie, no, I don't think that they got it right. I think Alabama is going to smash Michigan. So, yeah, they earned it. But if you talk about putting the best in and what you want to see – how do you do that with one game where a team is going to get smashed, in my opinion? So, uh, no, I do not think they got it right. I think Georgia and I think Florida State should have been in the in in the college football playoff.
3: Do you think KC, Florida State got penalized? Oh, go ahead, Paul. Yeah.
0: I'm just going to say KC agreed with you so much he donated $10. He said he doesn't yeah. agree either. So, uh, you know, <laughs> we appreciate like that, i to see KC. what he
2: says, though. I mean, hell no, I don't agree. Okay, do, what do you, you want to yeah. say?
0: Well, he said you can't leave Alabama after being okay. UGA, okay. which I right. agree with. Yeah, and, so and do I you see, think do you think they
3: ahead. punished Florida State because of that whole ACC? How you know they they did that? Um, was it with the Pac-10? How they had that little coalition crap, and so mm-hmm. they were the ones that delayed the 12-team playoff. So do you think they said, you know what, Florida State, we would have been in the 12-team playoff if it wasn't for the wasn't ACC? For Screw no. them.
1: So uh, they- I don't. I don't know if that was the reason. I think they were punished because you're, you're not going to tell me, I don't care what your last name is, Herb Street, Howard, where you sit, who you work for. You're not going to tell me if the exact same scenario presented itself to Alabama and they were an undefeated team with back, uh, back-to-back back weeks where they lost quarterbacks and on the third street. There's no way they're out. You're not even going to tell me, and I know he has passed on, but you're not going to tell me if Bobby Bowden were the head coach of Florida state and they were undefeated and won their last two games with two different quarterbacks, by the way, in a month, it would have been the backup quarterback, not the third string quarterback playing in the college football playoff game. You're not going to tell me they're keeping Florida state out. So I think it was disrespect. I think it was fear that it was going to be an awful show in the college football playoff. And, it was the one time the committee didn't get bailed out by a Texas loss in the championship game, a Washington loss in right, the Pac-12. Right, We've always had right. one of those conferences right. at the end fumble the bag at the end. And this is where they had to really make a hard decision,
2: and they didn't, in my opinion, do the right thing. Brandon, I'll expose it right now. Switch FSU's helmet with Clemson. Exactly He's go- the same. Dabo's going. No way you're not telling me different. So it
1: becomes, Eddie, to that point, disrespect and what you think the value of Florida State is, which is why they should be outraged that they aren't some slappy that shows up. They put people in the NFL, too. They won multiple championships, too, and they have multiple Heisman Trophy Award winners, too. They are one of the blue bloods, you would think, but it's disrespect to the ACC and And, and disrespect to their program.
2: Clemson would be in.
1: Questions. No doubt,
2: yeah. without a
1: doubt, Texas would have been out, and Georgia and Alabama would have been the top. Them. That, yep.
0: That's exactly that what would have argument. happened. There yes, can, yeah. it's a, it's unfortunate, right? Because you can make a t- you can make a case for all six of those teams, and I think I I've tweeted this out, and it you kind of went mega viral. No big deal, right? But uh, you know <laughs> it, it, uh, I, I said exactly what home team said. You know, you can either do best, and you you put Georgia in, or you do most deserving, and FSU is 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 in. Yeah. So. You know, either way, they got it wrong. They tried to feed from both sides of that, and they ended up getting it wrong both ways. So it's unfortunate, uh, but here we are. You know, Georgia's on the outside looking in. One loss, three point loss on a neutral site keeps you from. Uh, and I know it's a Commerce Championship game. I, I get it, but Bama lost at home by by double digits to Texas, and, and they're still in the game. Georgia lost their chance to a three p because of they played their worst game in in years, and on a, on a neutral site and lost by three points. That's, that's unfortunate, but, um, you know, it is what it is. I'll tell you what also is unfortunate because I tried to switch over there. Eddie brought us back. <laughs> I'm going to now do like like home team does and traffic cop this show a little bit here. And uh, what else is unfortunate is these Atlanta Falcons, man. They truly, really have just uh, crapped the bed in the worst way. And another terrible showing today Uh I don't know what it is with Desmond Ritter inside the 20, whether it's the red zone or his own 20. Um, he's, he's really good in between those two spots there, those, you know, 60 yards. But outside of that, wh- what's your thought on this home team? We've we've uh, talked a lot about Georgia Bulldogs, and we've done a little bit of Falcons talk together on, on TV and whatnot, but we haven't done any this year. What's, what's your thought on this team, man? I mean, this uh, – this schedule is set up so easily for the for the Falcons to waltz into the playoffs. And here we are, you know, after week 13, week 14, it's six and seven. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, wh- where are we at? We're just at average. And, you know, now it is all in front
1: of you. Uh, you've had so many games where the defense played well and you didn't win them. And then there are games where the defense doesn't play like they did in those games where they play well, and the offense could win them, and you're not winning those. This, this was a disastrous loss. You win this game, you have a stranglehold on the NFC South. Uh, doesn't mean by any stretch of the what nation you, you have locked it up, but you win today. You know, you're 7-6. and six. You know, Tampa Bay goes to 5-8. and eight. Saints won, so all right, there's still a game behind you. But it was how you lost. They, they, the defense mm-hmm. put up four consecutive stops uh, where there were punts after punts after punts. You give up a pick inside of your 10 yard line. You give up a, a safety and back to back weeks. When are we ever going to see who does that? And now you got yourself a 12, 10 game uh, going into the half when you should have been up at least one score and maybe you make them play for behind. So I think Desmond Ritter is just not confident. Uh, it shows in the throws and his decision-making. He's not been helped out by Arthur Smith and no. the play calling, but Ultimately, a quarterback has to be confident. He's got nowhere else to go. If he doesn't perform well, they'll be looking for a quarterback in the draft anyway. So play like you're never going to start for franchise again. I don't get that from him. And the it factor is just not something that he has. So was too bad. Defense played well in the first half. They couldn't come up with a stop at the end of the game. Offense couldn't do diddly in the first half. Then they try to clean it up, put Cologne on a turd in the fourth quarter,
3: and it still ended up not looking good or not smelling well. Well, Desmond Ritter threw the ball 40 times today. Mm. The coach is supposed to be this great running co- this play caller and running game, and we only had 26 rushing attempts, and you had 40 passes Desmond Ritter does not need to be throwing the ball 40 times a game.
0: Here's the thing, though. You had to- – you had two missed field goals. Jer- uh, Jerry Dog's fan says two missed field goals. Those are also super long field goals. And just ku was bound to have a, a bad game. Yeah. It's yeah. in lights yeah. out. I mean, you can't blame it on ku at all. But yeah. there, you could have won the game technically. But it, it, they still would have found a way to lo- lose that game, I think, home team. But go ahead. What, what are you? I, I, I'd like for you to tell me. If you ask me what are the Falcons, this is what I would say. I would say I think the
1: Falcons are a defensive team that comes up with stops and turnovers. They are a power running team and they've been working on the offense. That That's what my assessment would be. Now I have to tell you, I don't know what they're doing. They came out throwing, and threw one, one of the reasons the ball was picked off uh, was because you ran a screenplay, what, three or four times before they sniffed it out, so you kind of showed your hand a little bit early. Uh, your field goal kicker, who did miss two field goals, Has been lights out. Why are you relying on your field goal kicker to keep you in first place and to save you? That should be a weapon that you use to extend leads, to make an eight point game, you know, an 11 point game, a nine point game, a 12 point game, not somebody who you need to keep bailing you out. So he had a bad game today. And why is Bajan Robinson only getting 15 touches in a game? You have nowhere else to go. Why don't you get this guy 18, 19 carries a game, five, six, pass attempts or receptions a game, and then let the chips fall where they may. When well, you're not putting the ball in the hands of your biggest playmaker. You get kind of what you get today. Missed field goals, defense comes up short at the end, and a quarterback that just can't get it
2: done. So three things to me, guys. The first of which, if we go back to last year, Arthur Smith is the coach, and he was stubborn as hell with Marcus Mariota. Yep. Where the hell's Marcus Mariota right now? Is he even in the league? he may be backing up
0: is Whatever. Silly. in Philly. Whatever. Is silly Great.
2: Good for him. He's sitting on the bench holding a clipboard. Arthur Smith was stubborn with him, and we could have seen at this point whether Desmond Ritter was the answer or not. There were at least eight games where Desmond Ritter could have played, and we'd have figured that out. That's on Arthur Smith. The second thing, Kyle Pitts was a number four pick. The number four pick. He's this generational tight end, going to change the NFL. We had a chance there on the 30 to throw the ball to the end zone, okay, to maybe win the game, miracle play, whatever. We had a chance. What did he do? He threw it short of the end zone. That's one problem, okay? And, And Drake London caught the ball and got down on the two. Why don't you throw the ball up for grabs, for Kyle Pitts. He's supposed to be this incredible guy, throw the ball up to him. And the third thing, guys, instead of drafting Kyle Pitts, how big would our defense look right now if we'd have had Jordan Davis or Jalen Carter on the defensive line? You could have had both of those guys. How much better would our defense have been today? They passed on them both, Brandon. They passed on them for Drake London and Kyle Pitts, and I'll never forgive him for it. I agree with
1: you with that, but they don't play fullback, tight end, or wide receiver. You are not losing games only because of your defense. You are losing games because your offense is Jurassic. It is because you can't get Repeated touchdowns to Kyle Pitts, who, by the way, found the end zone for one of a few times all season. You can't get Drake London in the end zone; he falls short. Instead of throwing it to him in the end zone, when you have to score a touchdown to win the game, defense. If you want to say something, Terry Fontenot hit with his free agent picks in defense. Jesse Jesse Bates is the best person on this team. Uh, David Anyamata. Jesse Bates is incredible. He's incredible. David Anyamata and Grady Jarrett were fantastic up front, but Grady blows out his knee. And now we're banged up good
3: too.
1: Yeah. Anya Mata has been banged up and playing her. So I, I would love to have uh you know Jordan Davis on this team. But the problem has been if you're stopping people, but you're scoring 17 points a game like this Falcons' offense was, and then when you score 25 and you still sometimes you have to score 30. Sometimes you have to score the <laughs> Ravens had to score 37 today. We haven't scored 30 points one time. So those great Bulldog players can't
2: help the offense, and I'm interested now
1: in no. somebody helping the
2: offense. But, Brandon, you you say all that. Are you good with Kyle Pitts and Drake London, where they were drafted, and what their production has been since they were drafted in those positions? I'm, I'm The one thing I'm going to say about Kyle Pitts is something is wrong with him, and I think the
1: Falcons are in a pickle because he hasn't been on the injury report. Injured? I'm telling you my opinion of seeing him in person and my opinion of going into that building every week, and watching him, there's, his knee is, is not right. So you go from a 1,000-yard season setting, almost breaking a tight end a rookie record that stood for 60 years, your rookie year, then you blow out your knee. This is the year after coming back, and you still aren't right. I don't think he's right. So okay. to your point, Drake London, Chris Olave was there. Garrett Wilson was
3: there. Does it matter if Desmond Ritter can't get him the ball? No. I'd say no. So are you saying the issue is the quarterback? Or is it the offensive line or 100, 100% on the quarterback and
1: then the play calling and decision making your quarterbacks and your coaches win you games in the National Football League exactly. and our quarterback and our coach. They're not doing that on a consistent basis, period. And the evidence shows you week after week.
0: Curse of butt smear, Beyond Creative says. Until they draft a the dog, nothing good comes to them. Yeah, you uh, might be right on that, guys. They you know, him, Justin say, Schaefer. i take yeah. Carson Beck. If, if Carson Beck wants to come to the Falcons,
1: yes. i will take him.
0: Look, we i We need some offense.
1: I, I said Dan- that two weeks ago. I, I said
0: that I take, two weeks ago. I'd take Jaden Daniels in a heartbeat because he's, he's projected around 16, 18. It's probably where the Falcons are going to end up. You, you know where he's mm-hmm. going to go.
3: You know where, where he's
2: going to
0: go? Tampa yeah. Bay.
2: Nope. He's going go to go to the, the New big. Orleans Saints.
0: Oh my
1: goodness oh, gracious!
2: God. That's where he's going, Brandon. He oh, it's is Eddie, that what he's mock drafted? Is that they're not they're gonna going to make the playoffs. They're going to have a higher draft pick, and they're going to take the homeboy. That's what they're going to uh, do. Can we just have something nice in the in the stockings for Christmas, Eddie? <laughs> don't no, don't no, put no, the in The Atlanta Falcons. You Good. get turds in your stockings from the Falcons. That's what you get, Brandon. You know that.
0: What, so what is this – let's wrap up the Falcons here and let's move on to the Braves here in just a second. But what what does this team have to do? I mean, I watch it, unfortunately, every week. I, I do get a really nice nap out of it most times. Second, third quarter, I, I wake up in the fourth and I see that they're losing. They've got a game-winning drive to go down and do something with it. They fumble the bag, and, and then I go about my day, right? First quarter, I'm in it. The Falcons are in it, moving the ball, nice drive. Second, third quarter, I doze off. Like I said, fourth quarter, come back and – they lose the game. What does this team have to do to move forward? Is it a top to bottom change? Terry Fontenot, uh, Artie Smith, Desmond Ritter. Is it is it top down or is it just a is it as simple as changing the quarterback? Like what what are we expecting after this season? Are, are multiple assistant coaches going to be gone? Where where do you see this thing playing out?
1: I, I think there have to be major decisions made, and I say that because first of all, you started it in a bizarre manner who hires the coach before you hire the GM? Yeah, yeah. So the guy who's responsible for the coach and all of the players and all of the scouting department, he comes in after the coach comes in. Then you try to sell that these guys are buddy-buddy and they're going to be on the same page. So there's a major decision that needs to be made because it's clear Desmond Ritter isn't the quarterback. Do you get a quarterback for one-year stopgap in free agency? Do you go and draft another quarterback – if you make or miss the the playoffs, if you do that, do you allow Arthur Smith to come back? If you do, you have to give him a year with the new quarterback, or do you replace the coach and bring the new coach in with the GM who picked him and let them pick their quarterback moving forward? I think there are major decisions because You've lost your grace period. I think the Falcons fans have given them a good two-year grace period after leaving uh, the, the confines of Matt Ryan as the, the franchise quarterback. Up.
2: They were loud. Fans, and they, they're showing up. They want to fans, see a winner.
1: Yeah. Fans have given you your grace period. Now it's time for you to, one, get some wins, get some continuity at the quarterback position, and get some stars in town and, com- and compete to repeatedly go to the playoffs. So, no, I don't think it's a coordinator here or there. I think there are major – Decisions Terry Fontenot and the Atlanta Falcons need to make.
2: Here's what I heard heard this week. Real quick. I'm sorry, Paul. you good. Matt Schaub coaches the cornerbacks, right? Matt Schaub is there on the staff. There are other coaches there that have quarterback um, experience. They don't have a quarterback's coach on this team to coach Desmond Ritter. There's not a coach dedicated to helping him get better. Am I wrong about that, Brandon? Is that a mistake? Well, they,
1: they had Charles London. Uh, shout out to the Dunwoody Wildcats, uh, hey. my alma mater in high school. Uh, he and Arthur Smith uh, grew up in the Titans organization, and he was uh, part of the quarterback coaching room uh, when Matt Ryan was here. He just took a job to go back to Tennessee and has uh, roles uh, a role similar to that passing coordinator and, and is in the quarterback room as well. So I, I really don't think... A quarterback coach would make a difference. Would Matt Schaub have something that he could contribute on a regular basis? Obviously, yes, but this is a talent issue. This is a winner issue. This is uh, we can put the team on your back issue, and that is not existing. So that person either exists in the draft or in free agency or the year afterwards. But the, the question is, is Arthur Smith able to fix it with his play style and his coaching or does Terry Fontenot have to do something very hard and get rid of a coach only two years into his coaching career and find a guy or three years into his coaching career and find a guy that he thinks is a little bit better?
2: All right, home team's the GM next year. And we pick 16th. What are you doing?
1: Quarterback. What? Whoever's there. Who? If Jaden Daniels is there, I'm taking him. If Michael Penix Jr. is there, I'm taking. You're taking him. a quarterback.
2: Period. At six,
1: you you. There's no waiting. You don't get a quarterback right. that goes to NFC Championship games, Pro Bowls, and Super Bowls in the second and third round. That's 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 pie in the sky. Yeah, a couple of guys in the history of the NFL has done it. Have has been able have been able to do that. But the guys who go and win and put a lot of wins and go to Super Bowls are first round quarterbacks so you need to try to figure out which one of the guys left after the first two go which i think will be drake may and caleb williams which one of those guys can get you to a super bowl
2: trade for justin fields no
1: i nope. think justin fields look at his stats <laughs> they're just on par with he desmond he had a good day he today. he is one of those guys he looks to part he can run. He throws a lot of interceptions. He's a turnover machine, and we don't need that one more year, and especially with him coming back home and having to deal with that pressure as well. No, sir. You go in and you get somebody. What's wrong with getting an Eisman Trophy award winner if
3: oh, Jake Daniels is sitting right there and you miss the playoffs? Nothing at all. This mock draft is on Walter Football. It currently has, and I guess it's not updated as of today, but it had the Los Angeles um, or Las Vegas Raiders taking Jaden Daniels at eleven. So, what, who's um,
0: it, who's have the Falcons taken? Let's see. An let's Iowa tight end.
3: <laughs> that would be too good of a player at Iowa. That's yeah. a Power Five school. Chop um, Robinson. Yeah. Um, Ooh, is, Robinson Chop Robinson might be a good one. Yeah, got go ones. 17th with Cincinnati. Atlanta Falcons take in Keon Coleman from the Florida State. So another Seminole. wide receiver. Wide receiver. Another wide receiver. <laughs> we should call call have called yeah, it Yeah, we should
0: have known that. That was, that, was, that. that was teed up for us, guys, and we, we we missed that one for sure. Another wide receiver would absolutely be hysterical if yeah, they did that. it would. Uh, guys, we got about 10 minutes left in the show. Let's break down uh, these Atlanta Braves. They've got a new left fielder, uh, Jared Kalinick. Only 24 years old, guys. So you, you've heard, if you're a big baseball guy, you heard this name a lot. Uh, he was there, he was their Ronald Acuna. He was their pro, prospect, their prodigy. Didn't work out. Alex Anthopoulos went and traded, you know, pennies on the dollar for him. His stock is very low, uh, but he's a guy that can come in. I don't think, and I don't want to put any pressure on him. I don't know if his numbers are going to look as good as Rosario's, but he's got a good glove. He's young. Fits what this team needs. Is this all right with you guys for the left field position? Did you want more of a splash? Are you cool with the buy low here? Maybe potentially get him and and, and you can sell him high or or get him back to where everybody thought he was going to be? We're going to touch on that too, Tomahawks, show hey to the Dodgers, just wait a second. Um, is this Is this left fielder okay for you guys, or did you want more of a splash? Home team? I can
1: live with it. Um, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to pay goo gobs of money for Juan Soto or trade for Juan Soto. I mean, what are you going to do? Um, You know, you have the final year coming up for your DH position, you know, and there's some moves going into next year that you have to start thinking about. The question is, can you get it done? I think so. And it might be a platoon situation um, as well out there in the left field uh, position. So I don't have a problem with it, you know, and if that is going to be the weak link for the yeah. Braves, Okay. You still have plenty of uh, hitting power. You still have plenty of defense on your infield and still plenty of, you know, leg room for Michael Harris, you know, the second in center field to help out a little bit. So I'm okay with it. I don't think the Braves, I think the the thing that the Braves need to tighten up the most is the bullpen and figuring out if they're going to have a
3: dominant postseason rotation. I think the hitting and the defense will be just fine. Yeah, Kelnick doesn't have to be the guy. That's the good right. thing for him. He, you know, in Seattle he was supposed to be the guy. Here he can be that eighth guy in the batting order or whatever. So he doesn't have to be that guy. And so I'm good with the trade. And I think he's, you know, plus defender. So I think he's. I think their outfield's going to be really good. Um, Dylan Cease. That's where we need to go. We made that one trade, you know, today with the um, um, with um, the Chicago White Sox. So maybe that's opening it up, and maybe they can get the lines going because we need Dylan Cease. That's the guy we need.
2: I'm so- good with. Is it clinic or clinic? It's Kelnick. It? Kelnick. 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 Okay. I, I yeah. just totally botched it. Sorry. Cut down on the strikeouts and don't kick a water cooler next year and break your foot.
3: Okay. There you go. Th- then
2: you're good. But that I, I, I love it. It's probably a, a brilliant AA move because it costs almost nothing. And this is what this guy does. AA, I'm talking about. He, he gets Jock Peterson, Jorge Soler, Eddie Rosario. And we all look at those guys. Who are these guys? And they want us a world series now i'm not saying he's going to win us a world series but he looks like a very high upside low cost guy and i was not a Vaughn grissom in left field fan i did not want to see that at all and i think that solves that problem
0: I th- I, yeah i think it solves that problem i think Probably if I had to guess, Von Grissom is probably traded for a pitcher before yep. we even get yep. to the season. Uh, but and and this gives you that you don't have to put him in left field now. You yep. can use him as trade bait. And he's right, man, whichever team gets Von Grissom and plays him 162 games, kid's gonna hit 25 home runs. I mean, he, he's oh, yeah. he's a hitter. He's
3: a he is a hitter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the big
0: thing though, guys, is for so long there, I mean, uh for a little while there, it seemed like Shohei Otani could potentially be showing up in atlanta to be an atlanta brave uh and the more and more i didn't i looked away from this the more and more folks kept talking about it so then i i you know as a braves fan got my hopes up a little bit i was like oh man i started projecting what this lineup would look like with otani in it i started looking at the rotation not this year but next year with otani present uh there was a lot i mean look i didn't think i didn't think the Atlanta Braves would ever do it, but also it's not my money. I don't really care if they paid them that much. It's not my money. The the people that yell like, Oh, that's a terrible financial decision. You're not the one paying the $700 million. You know, like I, it doesn't affect me. Um, He goes to the Dodgers though. And this whole cycle that could have been avoided because if we really looked at it long and hard, he was going to stay on the West coast and the Dodgers were probably the, the likely landing spot, but for whatever reason, the Blue Jays got their hopes up because they started tracking planes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, the Braves got their hopes up because somebody Photoshopped him into a Braves uniform and said yeah. that he wanted to play for a winner, and it got me up to, you know, hope hoping there. The Dodgers, though, now have, I mean, just an enormous payroll. Does this change? I mean, this is 10 years. Otani's now in the NL. And the the Braves are going to have to get through that team now, home team. Does this change your thoughts on the Dodgers at all, or is it just, you know, they're the Yankees of the of the National League, if you will, in terms of spending? You
1: just stole exactly what I, I was going to say. They're just the Yankees of the National League. Uh, somebody's available. We want to get them. Money's not the issue. Get them in here. Um, yeah. Clearly, the biggest contract, maybe. We will see in our lifetimes. We, we might be talking in the locker room tomorrow, six days a day, about can we name two guys who may have been, now that their careers are over, may have been worth that. If you talk about Tom Brady going to nine Super Bowls or Tiger Woods or uh, Michael Jordan and, and Tom Brady, we, we, we might play a match match game. But I mean, yeah, LeBron I mean, James, yeah, LeBron James, and who is worth seven hundred million dollars? Because boy. That is, you know, $350 million times two. You're basically paying for what he does. He's two players. He's a pitcher who can have Cy Young award-winning stuff, and he's a hitter who could have MVP type of stuff. question becomes now, he's not pitching at all in 2024. When he comes back in 25, do you make him a pitcher? Do you use him as a relief guy toward old-school Goose Gossett three-inning guy? Do you make him a closer or a set-up man? How do you best use him, save him, stretch him out for 10 years because a decade of paying a guy, you know, $192,000 a game, that
0: is some oh, no, serious coin. $192,000 a day. A yeah. day, I'm yeah, sorry. I think it was $430,000 per game. a day for the next day.
2: 10 years.
1: The next How 10 years. You, what, what constitutes – a return on your investment Two, three world series. How do you justify yeah, how do you paying that? out almost a billion dollars to one guy?
0: Yeah. That he's worth more than the, uh the, the coyotes in the NHL, their whole yeah. team. Yeah. It's That's six. Right. You could buy the, you could buy the coyotes of the NHL for 675 million, but they instead got Otani for 700 million. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things, man. Like, it it also makes you think like who's going to be that next who's going to be the first billion dollar athlete you know is, is he around right now is he even out there i don't i don't think he is right Remy Yama, maybe we don't have any idea what he
1: may be but let us just yeah. say he's lebron mixed in with kd could it be him I, I have no idea how you even get to a conversation where you say is 700 million over leaving
0: yeah i i don't know <laughs> 700 million uh, Eddie, Good. I know it wouldn't change your life much because you're already pretty much up there in, in life, but <laughs> what, what would you think about getting a 10% increase on your salary yearly? Uh, well,
2: <laughs> you know, you pissed me off more than anything. You know how much he's paying in taxes in California? $350 million of that is going to taxes. Think about
3: 350 that. $350 million. First, 300 Half. But then,
0: but then you still have three hundred. Like people say yeah, that I they're know, like, I know. You still yeah, they're, have they're like, oh yeah, man, look you'll at you'll the taxes okay. this guy's paying. Okay. It's like he's still getting three hundred and fifty yeah. yeah. million dollars. That's yeah, no more doubt. No than doubt. all four of our but families but will make in in the entirety of this earth. Yeah, no doubt, no um, doubt. Yeah, it's well, all except sure.
3: Eddie's family. Eddie's
2: family, yeah, right. Eddie's here. Eddie's already halfway there, so he's, he's right. working on it. Can we get beyond this? I mean, so my thoughts on the Dodgers. <laughs> First of all, a Brandon touched on a little bit. I think they overpaid just a tad for him, and the reason is because that's two Tommy John's guys, two, not one. Usually, when you come off that first one, you're a better pitcher. After two, is he going to be able to pitch? Now, you said he may come in as a reliever. I don't
0: know. Dude, I, I would, that, be, that, that would be I would be scared to tell if he it, came in as a closer and a DH. Oh man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly because so, you might have to do that he's not going to pitch for 10 years and bat for 10 years right, no, exactly, this is not right happen. exactly and if it right. does he's the best mlb baseball player of all time period point blank the right. discussion and then the 700 million is worth it it's justified right. at that point but right. like like home team said you probably make him a closer after like three years
2: may help maybe, but hell, maybe. He's still but the other thing run. with the dodgers okay they still don't have any front pitching they have no starting pitching at all okay and they're getting a little old freddie's getting older Mookie's getting older, okay, and they just they just pushed everything to the to the table and said, "Here we go." And they're still not a complete
3: team. So I'm. But what if they win the World Series? Say they win the World Series this year. I I don't know that they will, Andy. That's but if I'm I'm just saying, let's hypothetically say they do. If they win just one World Series,
2: yeah, okay, then they did the right thing. But I'm just saying, right now as it stands, our starting pitching is better than the Dodgers as it stands right now. They don't have the starting pitching that we do. Okay, mm. now I'm not saying the Dodgers are done. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers. They'll probably yeah. get Dylan Cease on top probably of it they're. and yeah. win the World Series on top right. of it. Okay, but as it stands right now, they still got a lot of work to do. Okay, and I, I'll, the I'll only thing I,
1: the only thing I will say, Eddie, is that they were extremely banged up with their starting pitching, were, and, and you were. talk about week we. No, I'm not saying that we weren't, but you can't say I don't I can't agree when you have Tony Goslin out way ahead of time, and you have Walker Bueller out way ahead of time. If they're going with Kershaw and Bueller and Goslin, and now maybe Otani, they have some pitches. They they, they, they could pitch, And the question is, how do we combat that? The funny part is. It wasn't the pitching, even with it our injuries guy. that let us down. It was our bats yeah. went ice cold, which I'm hoping was just once in a thousand years that that could ever happen to the Braves with all the firepower we have at
3: the plate. 100%. Yeah. 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 I, I really think our lineup will be fine. I think we've got to get a starting pitcher. We need a we need a a postseason playoff, playoff starting pitcher, and that is what Dylan ceases says. And Bill Shanks loves the guy, and, and Bill knows baseball better than anybody I've ever met. They Dylan Cease is that dude. I, I really think we need to get Dylan Cease. And, and again, well, he's only going to make like 8 or $9 million this year through arbitration.
0: I mean, just like cool. how home team is the, uh, the the prime all-star pitcher on that morning show. You've got guys like John Michaels and B. Finn. They can get you through the season, right? But then you got an, you need home team to really bring you through in that post game. So. I
1: am Roger Dorn from Major
0: League.
3: I'm <laughs> dude if you're Roger Dorn hold, holding it together.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: do you take the ball do, when you get beamed? do you do you go down like Dorn does? Oh that's the i no, Not like Roger Dorn at the end when you tighten up to win the title. You there do you what go. you have
1: to do and you tell somebody to strike this so and so strike out.
3: this mother out there you go. That's
1: who that's I, I, I am.
2: am. Before we go, I know we're getting you getting ready to wrap it up, Paul Brandon. I got a couple of things for you. First, how when did you get started in sports talk radio in Atlanta? And two, how did you how did you become Home Team? Where did that come from?
1: Well, uh, I've always say I say it as often as I can. I am the luckiest guy to ever sit in front of a microphone. One to, to do it in Atlanta, but also to do it in a place where you grow up. A lot of guys in this business, they have to go to Iowa. They have to go to Albuquerque. They're working a three o'clock shift, you know, somewhere in in Tennessee. I am lucky so-and-so that I've been able to get up and work in Atlanta over the course of, you know, multiple radio stations. Um, I got started, you know, with my passion. Very lucky. Called in years ago. uh, Somebody was talking badly about the Braves on a lunch break, I called in, and we actually became really good friends. Mitch Evans oh, yeah. uh, was yeah. was filling in on a show where Jamie Dukes and Matt Stewart used to host. And I would listen to that show every day, and, and um, he was filling in, and he was talking badly about the Braves, and I read him to right at and said, you're the reason that uh, we have a problem here in this town. You're not from Atlanta, you're not for Atlanta, and we need somebody – from Atlanta, for Atlanta, on the radio station. And he said, if you think you can do better, why don't you come down here? And I said, I'll be there. Well, one thing led to another, and years later, That's I get awesome. a chance to sit out with you guys. And I got my nickname. Uh, when I started to intern, I had uh, uh, accumulated a bunch of jerseys when I was in high school, of just all Atlanta jerseys. And so I had on a Scott Hastings Atlanta Hawks jersey and uh, one of uh, my colleagues looked over at me he said Scott Hastings doesn't have a Scott Hastings jersey anymore where'd you get that from (laughs) never mind your name is home team and it just kind of stuck because I only care about the teams from this state and from this city
2: that's awesome so tell everybody real quickly how they can listen to your show uh, in the mornings and what you guys do every morning
1: we try to infotain. We're on 680 The Fan, and uh, you can listen to us via the radio. We have
2: a great app, 680 The
1: Fan. If you go to the Google Play or App Store, the Apple Store, you download that. You can stream us live. We also have video streaming on the app, so you can see us at 6 o'clock in the morning, which is also pretty entertaining, we think. But we got five five really good guys Uh, Three former NFL players, Brian Finneran, more than a decade with the Falcons, Joe Hamilton, a Super Bowl winner with Tampa Bay, and Hudson Mason, who played uh, up in Canada and had a cup of coffee with the Washington franchise in the NFL. So three pro athletes, and then John Michaels and I, We are the radio hardliner lifers. That side of the room is the football guys. This side of the the room are the guys that were radio guys for a long time. So we try to make it work at Infotain for four hours, 6 to 10, Monday through Friday on 680 The Fan.
2: How did you just do fireworks on yeah, your who background? Who did that? Was that your fireworks? I, I just raised my hands. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was, amazing. Amazing. It was you know, perfect. I thought Paul did something. No, no, he told was... me to wrap it up. <laughs> that, was,
0: that was perfect. That, that was, was interesting. Perfect. Yeah, uh, but uh, home team, we appreciate you so much, man. I, I, I uh, awesome. Really, sincerely enjoy doing shows with you on Eleven Live. Mar- like I said, Maria Martin hit me up and asked me to be on, and I always ask who the other person is, and she said nobody was on. I get my my pick, and I said home team, man. And, and uh, I appreciate you, uh, you know, being on there and and kind of kind of taking the the front road and let me sit behind you. You know, you take oh. the big stuff and let me let me go next. You know, so I appreciate that, and uh, I appreciate you jumping on with us. It's been yeah. a, a heck of a time. We're right here at an hour, and, and staying the whole hour, we really appreciate it, and um, we'd love to have you back on. You know, once uh, things get rolling for these Braves or. Uh, we get a maybe a coach firing in Atlanta for the Falcons, that would be excellent. That'd be, so, uh, yes, that'd be great. Don't, don't be see expect- how that turns out. So, that would be hey. Awesome.
1: Uh, I'm going to be personally offended if you guys don't have me back, Andy. Good to meet you for the first time. You too, man. Eddie has been a loyal listener. I really appreciate this. I, I love paying it forward. I mean, he you want to talk about somebody who needs to be on a podcast? It's Eddie from Ackworth. He's always been passionate and knowledgeable about the dogs and Falcons and Paul. Please, anytime you're on, I love being on with you on 11 alive. And if you guys don't have me back on, I will take personal offense to it.
0: oh yeah. oh Home team, we appreciate you, man. For the All Things Georgia podcast and call-in show, Eddie from Ackworth, Andy Stowe, home team from 6A, the fan. Make sure to check him out 6 to 10 Monday through Friday. And uh, I'm Paul Meharry. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks so much. He must have The did. hour flew by. It did. Yeah, that was good. Was hold, on, hold, was on. That? hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I think we're still live. I think we're still live. Hold on. Let me put my hat back on. What just happened?
3: How are we still live? Are we still live? Can you guys see me? It says you're in a show. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Do I need to start singing?